0: You Believe in Miracles? We got Fizzle in the house. Fizzle, was what good, Fizzle? man? Fizzle, glad to have you here.
1: Let's go. This the South Harmony Podcast. Glad you're here today. That Patreon link if you hit a stay. Dynasty best ball. That's my favorite way. 40 chess trade. Show let's make a trade today. Or check the AMA. You know Adam at the ATM. Mike always in the building. he gon' stay with him. They gon' start every show off with their own trade. Fantasy's a big ocean. They made their own wave. Make sure you tapping in there, Tuesdays and Saturdays. Tuesday like Saturday morning. Ain't no better way. Notification bell when the news break. Go subscribe right now. Don't get the news late. Destination Devi, that's the team. team. Dynasty football, man. That's my favorite thing. I remember Biggie said it was all a dream. Now people watching on their phones and computer screens. Welcome to to the team. Let's start the show. what's up everybody and welcome back into another edition of the 40 chess dynasty football podcast thank you so much for joining us hope you're enjoying overreaction season it's my favorite time of the year and i say that you can't see my face but that is ultimate sarcasm i absolutely despise it but we actually have like football on the field and videos and not just us just sitting around a circle and and talking a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) We actually have things we can discuss. Uh, We may overreact way too much to them but hey that's what it is. Adam you enjoying the first few days of training camp buddy. How you doing?
0: Overreaction season is in full effect. Um, You know it's just it's good to have football back but at the same time you're kind of knowing that there's going to be some some chaotic moments that just Make you cringe or get upset. Uh, it's going to cause emotional um, displeasure or excitement for people in Dynasty. So Dynasty generates. Uh, happy to be back for this one, but Mike, I mean, the the one that stuck, you know, sticks front of mind to me uh, today is the Dalvin Cook news to Miami and. The fact that now...
1: The Jets? The Jets. The Jets, don't ruin I'm it. I'm sorry.
0: Man. I'm sorry, Miami. See, it's been one of those days. <laughs> he's not it's going to Miami. For all the people that... See, I'm still used to thinking he's going to Miami. We've been told that for so long. So the Jets and the Breeze Hall panic um, is out of nowhere. I don't understand it. I, I genuinely don't get how... Like, I understand Dalvin Cook going there is not what you want. It's not the most ideal thing. But yeah. the fact that this is a guy that doesn't have a home, doesn't have a job... Is getting very old now he may end up you know obviously lessening the workload for Brees hall in the immediate term but this is a guy that before bijan came in was the rb1 after the acl tear right this is like the crown jewel of the running back class before or the running back in the nfl and now all of a sudden there's like i've seen extreme panic um so just it, there's mayhem man this is when mayhem happens
1: it is it is ultimate overreaction um but it leads us into our topic about why you should be really strongly considering and and this is something I need to get better at too Adam uh just because of the amount of leagues I have I need to be more cognizant of it to be a better better dynasty player in the long run but when guys are close to their peak or at their peak this is why we have always kind of advocated for selling and I am very much in this line of thinking where if I can get 85 cents on the dollar 90 cents on the dollar for example, if player X is worth three first, Adam, right now, like it's pretty universal that player X is worth three first, Um, and he's he's kind of at that peak, like maybe I settle for two firsts and two seconds and move off of him now, especially if it's a position that's not quarterback. <laughs> if it's not a quarterback, if it's not one of those guys, uh, yes. Just, just do yourself a favor and move off of those guys, even if it's for just a little bit less than their absolute max value because you kind of look at Brees Hall, man. Uh, Brees Hall, you you touched on it as a good one to talk about. Now, our situation, like I still believe in Brees Hall, and I I just want to touch on that briefly, Adam. I still believe in him. Uh, He was very, very effective on very limited touches last year. Uh, like his usage rate wasn't that insane. It wasn't like this guy was out there just, you know, Saquon Barkling it, like 90% of the touches. That that was not Brees Hall. He was just so damn explosive, so good in the passing game, so good with breakaway runs that he didn't need 90%. You know, he was very effective when he only got 40%. He was very good when he got 50%. He was dynamite when he got 60 This is really all, in reality... Dalvin Cook being there, does it hurt Brees? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does from his fantasy production, but I don't think it's detrimental, right? Like, Brees isn't going away. Um, There's some issues that I have with Dalvin Cook, right? Like, he's old. (laughs) He's an old running back. I understand they'll probably end up giving him a one-year contract, uh, but they can also just as easily discard him and throw him away. Uh, 28 years old. His... We just I just talked about how effective Brees was on limited touches. Uh Dalvin Cook got a, a shitload of touches and and wasn't actually that efficient, right? His breakaway run rate was 30th in the league. Uh this is something that Dalvin Cook has always been really good at. Last year, not not so much. Not so much. They uh the the Minnesota Vikings were playing uh a dangerous game there for a long time. You remember all those close games that they had? You know, Dalvin Cook heavily involved in the game plan. And there was times he just he just didn't look good. He just didn't look good. It's kind of like what people were talking about with Joe Mixon last year. Like, a little dusty. A little dusty. I was, I'm was i completely fine, and I was completely fine in the offseason of taking Dalvin Cook at value, right? Because you knew he was going to get a, an opportunity. He was going to be on a team. You're getting him in the ninth round, tenth round, eleventh round plus of, of dynasty startups. Like, people are acting like he was never going to play again. Not the case, obviously. So it's good that he found a home. I wish it would have been on another team where it would have been more clear-cut for both of them, uh, Dalvin Cook or, or Brees Hall. But it is what it is. But I don't think Brees is dead. But Adam, the market, on the other hand, is going to react wildly to this. Brees Hall, Dynasty RB2 heading into this, and that will not stay how far do you think the fall is going to be for him like how much value are you going to just piss away in a matter of a weekend Adam <laughs> like think, think about that in a matter of a few days how far is Brees going to go down these ranks for a lot of people we we got to do a little future projection here on how the community is going to react to it but it won't be good it won't be good for Brees
0: yeah I mean it's not going to be good for Brees Hall's dynasty value um You know, as far as how it will actually affect it, I think you'll see some panic in the beginning, Um, and you might see some sell, some like buy buy opportunities if you're interested in buying Brees Hall, and you're going to see some probably sells that feel pretty light when you go look at you know your your sleeper transactions or MFL wherever you're at, and you see a Brees went for what? Um, I I think the the way I kind of view this though is, man it. We we already kind of I think what one some sometimes we double count things in Dynasty and in fantasy, Mike, and Dynasty Degenerates. I want to be make sure that I, I kind of get through this point and make sure that you are cognizant of just not this for Brees Hall, but for in general, right? What do we know about Brees Hall? He's coming off an ACL. Um, whether reports you whether you love the reports or not, we, we know going into this year he's a he's not even a year off of the ACL. So this happened in the season last year. So we already know there's probably going to be um some getting back ramping up, so to speak, for Brees Hall, right? Like that's already that's already baked into what we know about Brees Hall. The reason he's so highly valued is we saw how ridiculously explosive he was. What makes him so different, being able to do it all, catch passes, hit a hole and hit the hit a home run. He has it all. And we already are expecting him to start slow. And when I say double counting, now it's like they are they drafted a Banacanda. They still have Carter. They, they, they have a bunch of running backs at that uh, in that running back room. Now it's all of a sudden, like, Dalvin Cook changes everything. It's going to change everything about how you view... This is a one-year signing, which signals really what we should have already known, which is they're probably not going to give Brees a workhorse lion's share like yeah. people may want, right? We already know that, though. Why are we double-counting that? Now, I understand that Dalvin Cook going there is not ideal for his current season, but... If it wasn't Dalvin Cook going there, I think what I think them just bringing him in, um, it's not even that it's officially a sign yet, but the thing that they're bringing him in is is showing that they want to make sure that Brees is not going to be given too much of a workload early. So if you value running backs for just a season, if you do that type of a thing, I totally understand why you would be a little panicked on Brees Hall, but um, I would just caution not to sell too light right now because realistically, it probably lowers his ceiling some. But I don't think the way they plan to deploy him is really going to change all that much, if I'm being honest.
1: I think he was right on the fringe of, you know, keep trade cut has him right now before we really start getting rolling on this Dalvin Cook thing as a a worth an early 24 first, right? Just straight up. And he's worth more than that. So how far does that go down for me? You know, I could see a range where he's like hovering around like Najee Harris, you know, RB 13 14 15 for a lot of people they're still going to be attached to him because he's young and he's going into a second year but the fall is going to be pretty dramatic especially with the shift with how people value running backs in the first place right <laughs> like just how we we perceive them um Ramondre, like Ramondre, is going to be a guy that people would rather have over Brees hall i i can just venture to say people would rather have Ramondre because they're more secure about what his role is actually gonna look like I think Brees hall is gonna be a fine fantasy producer especially towards the later part of the year um you know looking forward till next year I know we want to play this like running backs a year to year game I'm not quite I'm not quite there yet uh, rookie running backs still hold quite a bit of weight for me because you have that they're one of the few guys where you can project like three years. This guy's going to be around for three years, especially ones with good draft capital who have actually shown something on the field. After that, then yes, definitely. Like once you get past that first contract, it's it's curtains for you at <laughs> the running back position. Like you're you're out there begging for work. It feels like, and Dalvin Cook's a good example of that, right? He he ended up one of the last guys we're probably ever going to see that gets that that big second contract. And then, uh, you know, the team just moves on from him because they costs too much money. And we'll just replace you with Alexander Madison and Ty Chandler and Dwayne McBride and whoever the hell else we bring in. So sure. I think at least for for 2024 for Brees Hall, like I'd still feel comfortable having him on my dynasty teams. But the bigger point of this is you've had so many windows to sell Brees Hall, so many windows to sell a player like Brees Hall, not a quarterback. At his peak, plays a volatile position. This goes for wide receivers. This goes for tight ends. This goes for all these guys, except for the very select few, right? Travis Kelsey at the tight end position is just kind of an anomaly. Quarterbacks, elite quarterbacks. Understand if you don't ever move those when those guys are at their peak just because they're so good. But running backs, wide receivers, when they get close to it, boom. Like I am fully committed to moving these guys for 85, 90 cents on the dollar. Because of things like this, right? Even if I think Brees Hall is fine, uh, the market's going to react pretty harshly to it, and I'm never going to realize that value ever again. I'll never have that chance Adam. If if Dalvin Cook is done after this year and the the Jets don't bring him back, and it's Brees Hall's full to go and team, people will still look at him and go, "Well, third year running back, right? That that first that first contract's coming to an end. Uh, I don't really feel good about it. I will put him at RB six at best." You're never going to see RB2 prices ever again, ever. And for a time, if you think about last year, Adam, clear-cut RB1, RB1. Before Kenneth Walker really started doing things and and took over, even after Brees Hall tore his ACL, still RB1 for people, still (laughs) RB1. So you've had, you know, damn near eight months to sell Brees Hall. And if you haven't you're holding on to him now, it's too late. Yeah, You probably just go down with the ship, right? Like you said, I don't want to see, uh, I'd hate to see people, at least in my leagues, you know, late 24 first, just panic sell and move off of them. Because that would be a massive mistake, right? You should just hold on to it at this point. Damage is already done. If you can still move off of them, though, right now for, let's say, Adam, a first in a couple seconds, or first a second, some just dart throw running back, right? Just some guy on a 53. Go ahead. Go ahead and do it if your league is still sleeping. <laughs> like, still go ahead and do it, but just don't panic sell a guy like that.
0: Yeah, I think – um, so, so, Mike, I'm going to ask you a couple questions here, and I, I think it's going to set up, for me, um, a bigger theme here. Like, I don't want to make this the, the the Breeze Hall episode, but this is that was the immediate one we're looking at right now. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. All the reports – um, that you read, whether in the Twitter sphere, whatever you want to call it, right? I like to call it the Twitter sphere. The uh, X, it's X now. X, I don't, I don't really want to get behind the X thing. Um, you know, I, that's a Dez Bryant thing for me. I know Mike <laughs> loves that as a, as a Eagles guy. But you know, the, whatever the Bird app, whatever you want to call it, right? The reports are that it's he's very much expected to go there. But show me one that says he's already inked a deal. now, granted, right. you may on Friday when you hear this and re- and listen to this. It may very well be the case but like as of right now on thursday the day before this release is at nine thirty, um have you seen you have there's no official signing correct
1: yeah i haven't seen anything where it's official just expected, expected. right
0: expected to he's going there first now there are reports that he's going to new gonna possibly see new england after this and it's already set up to do that now if new york's smart they don't let him leave and they sign him right if that's what they want to do but well, here's the point. Regardless of whether he stays or doesn't stay, Mike, this is what you'll see. And this is going to bring up a larger point. People are already trading Brees Hall as if Dalvin Cook is on the Jets. Right. It's already I happening. It was- I've seen it. I've seen it in a couple of my leagues. This yeah. is what's going to happen in conjecture season. Just understand this, right? You're going to see tweets and you're going to hear things and see a video, a clip in training camp that's going to make you make a deal based on that piece of information the conjecture season, right? What if Dalvin Cook ends up not? Now, this is just a, we're using a specific example to a greater point. So if you don't want to, if you don't really think this one applies, just understand this is a bigger idea here, right? If Dalvin Cook doesn't sign to the Jets, if he ends up leaving there and doesn't get a contract, like that would be the scenario in this specific one. And you traded Brees Hall light and he ends up leaving. You're going to be beside yourself. People are going to do that all the time throughout conjecture season. They're going to buy a player that's getting extreme hype. They're going to send liquid picks for this receiver, for this running back, because oh my gosh, I have to have him. Alexander Alexander Madison looks incredible in in training camp. What, we have to go buy him. Calvin Ridley looks like he hasn't missed a beat. We got to now's the time I got to buy for a first and a second or two first or something absolutely insane on a Calvin Ridley. Right. This is the point of conjecture season. It's not really about. Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. I mean, that this is the specific one we're talking about. But you gotta be extremely careful about buying and selling assets in Dynasty, Mike, Dynasty Generates. This is a game we play for in theory forever. You're gonna sell and buy things based off of like hype, news. It could be true, but it's not nothing's even official yet. Like Brees Hall's already being traded as if Dalvin Cook is officially a jet. Probably will be. Every all the reports say that. But what if it isn't true? That that's what happens all the time in conjecture season. Mike, is that that's the bigger point? Is it? I'm using Dalvin Cook as an example. But just think about this: when you go to buy players, sell players in conjecture season, are you selling a player that has a little bit of bad hype around him at the time? Like there's a little bit of panic around Brees Hall because Dalvin Cook's visiting. Is that is that something that you should really sell drastically lower than you would have before that news comes around? This this type of example, I think, is. The epitome of what I want to discuss on this podcast and what we're going to talk about today um, is just understanding there are certain things to be worried about, to be panicked about, but be very careful about just moving and shifting the needle a ton in conjecture season because we're just so desperate to have football back, but we don't yet.
1: (laughs) That is probably one of the biggest things that I hate about conjecture season, right, Adam? The wild swings left and right left and right we see it all the time and we've seen it for a few years now right we've been a part of some really good communities and even some of the most calm and stoic people i see wildly overreact on the smallest piece of news and i don't i don't understand so <laughs> you understand. know what
0: uh, mike i don't mean to cut you up, but i'll get right back to you but i just wanted to say you know i i, I used a slip of the tongue to start here and said miami right just thinking about it but just the same thing happened for A chain owners. Like Dalvin Cook's coming to Miami. He, it's official. It's going to happen. They, you saw that yeah. panic type thing happen, and he didn't go there. Now he may go to New York, but the point still stands there with Miami. So I just wanted to address that real quick before I throw it back to you.
1: We'll see. You remember, you remember Jamar Chase. You know, didn't didn't wipe his ass. Yeah, <laughs> didn't clean his ass. And then uh, his girl, you know. his girl
0: was putting uh, pictures like he hit me yeah. or some some fake. It was some fake news thing. Yeah. This, this stuff happens, man. It happens. Yes. Yeah.
1: And then he couldn't catch footballs, dropping them in the red zone. There's, no, wh- there's, no, white,
0: uh, there's no white stripe on the ball, Mike. You can't catch those.
1: Or I, I forgot about the white stripe. Come on, man. You
0: got to have the white stripe, man. The white stripe. Uh, imagine selling. Listen, Mike and I have both sold our fair shares of Jamar Chase Light, so I'm not going to you know, act like I have not made a bad trade. But imagine the white stripe on the football being the reason you sold Jamar Chase Light, Mike. Because I yes. know for all the people that listen to this, you don't have to say anything. No one's going to know. But you know exactly who you are. You know if you did this. You know exactly who you are if you sold that, the white stripe Jamar Chase Light.
1: You remember when uh, Justin Jefferson couldn't beat out Ola B. C. Johnson in training camp and, you know, it's over for him and, yeah, it's not a good look for the rookie. Uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, right, all the people that bought into the second year Jalen Rager hype, I understand the first year. Like the first year you got to pass. You got to pass. Even I you know, second year, I started to believe as an Eagles fan, Jalen Reger, look at all these camp highlights. He's catching everything. He's uncoverable. Nobody can guard this man. And then what do he do in the second year? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Didn't do anything. Wasn't that great? Sorry. Not great, so, Bob. These are the overreactions. These are the swings that we have. So we were talking about it the other night on the AMA, you know, with my guy, Sam Laporta, right? I got him out here fighting for Sam Laporta for, felt like two years. And all of a sudden it's you know, we get to this point, Sam Laporta gets the draft capital, and now you got all the he catches everything, they can't guard him. He's been the most impressive guy since he stepped on the rookie minicamp field. It's, I'm going if if Sam Laporta really is carrying this kind of weight, if he's really keep trade cuts dynasty tight end number nine, Sam Laporta is being shopped by every every damn person. Or every, every share that I have, I'm shopping them in every single league that I have. Like, done. All right? I will put them out there. You want to give me anything close to tight end nine prices, best of luck to you. And that's with tight ends, Adam, which historically don't produce in the rookie year. Like, it's very hard. It's a hard position to learn. I get it. But it wouldn't matter if, you know, man, I love Jameer Gibbs. I love Jameer Gibbs. But Jameer Gibbs gets up to, like, Dynasty RB3 before he even does anything, Adam, I'll sell him. You want to give me two first for Jameer Gibbs? Here you go, sir. You can have your Jameer Gibbs. I'll take my first. You carry all the risk. I get the draft capital. I'll be on my way. Now, if Jameer Gibbs ever ascended, and, you know, we kind of talked about the hypothetical, too, on the AMA the other night about the potential of, like, what would it take for him to pass Bijan John Robinson? Like, it could happen. But if he did, and I'm the one who sold him right now for two first, I'd be a little sad. <laughs> but that's a small scenario, Adam. What's a bigger scenario? Maybe he gets injured. Maybe he's not very good. Maybe, you know, whatever the usage is, like we saw with uh, Dan Campbell and DeAndre Swift or whatever god-awful reason. <laughs> Maybe that's the case, and we're just perennially disappointed about the way the Lions choose to use him. Those are all likely outcomes that could happen, too. I just de-risk myself. Another one, a rookie, Anthony Richardson. And I know I said like quarterbacks kind of the exception, but Anthony Richardson could go a multitude of ways. People already have him in the top nine, top eight, top seven. You know, they'd rather have him over, you know, like Justin Fields or maybe Lamar Jackson. They want him over Deshaun Watson, according to Keep Trade Cut. They want him way over Dak Prescott or Kyler Murray or any of these other guys. Adam, if he hits, can he go higher? Can he go into the top three quarterbacks? Absolutely. Who who am I to rule that out? That could that could possibly happen. But what's a more likely scenario? Maybe he doesn't. <laughs> maybe he doesn't do anything. Maybe he's not very good at throwing the football. Or maybe he has struggles. Maybe it's a Trey Lance situation, which we also talked about. Like maybe that's a thing that happens to him. And all of a sudden it's I'm going, like, man, I could have got two firsts, probably two seconds. Maybe could have squeezed out three first from somebody, you know, because they thought they were late or whatever the case may be. Maybe I could have gotten that and de-risked myself, but I didn't, and now I'm stuck left holding the bag. That's the big issue I have is when you get close to that peak, you're the one who's got to carry all the risk of that one asset. This is why draft capital is so good or the down tier is so good because you get multiple options. Where only one of them's got to hit, one only one of them's got to come close to whatever value that you had sent away, whatever that player was that you sent away, to even to even make you win the deal. Like if you get ninety percent of, I don't know, let's say the the one of the first that you get ends up being whoever the hell the QB three is next year, and that guy turns out to be pretty decent, has a decent enough rookie year, you know, say say it's Michael Penix. I'm just throwing a name. I don't even know if he's actually going to be good or a QB3, but let's just use him as example. He's QB3 next year. You get him with the the pick that was 107, part of the package that you traded Anthony Richardson for. And all of a sudden you look up and it's, you know, almost August or September. Michael Penix is pretty closely valued to Anthony Richardson right there on dynasty value. Boom. I'm done. Like I have I've already made that up. All the other assets that I got for it, whether it was players or other draft picks or whatever the case may be, those are basically free, Adam. <laughs> like, I have de-risked myself so much where I'm good to go. The only ones that I struggle to do it is those elite quarterbacks where we have, like, seen them do it. We have seen them be on the field and play good football. If you haven't, haven't like, pushed fantasy production-wise for that top eight, top 12 quarterback – like, there's no reason for us to rank you in there already, right? The well, the, well, the Bryce Young, the CJ Stroud being, you know, top 12 quarterbacks already in Dynasty, that's asinine to me. A more likely scenario is they struggle a little bit. Maybe they're a little bit more like Kenny Pickett's rookie year. Even if it's a little bit better than that, like Daniel Jones level, Jared Goff. Like, who cares? Who Just because they're young and we feel like we have this security – if you want to pay me top 12 prices for these rookies that are unproven, even at the quarterback position, I'm just going to cash out, man. I will, I will cash out, and then I'll come back, and I'll, I'll play the game next year. You know what I mean? Like, I will just come back. So, Brees Hall, rookie quarterbacks, <laughs> Sam Laporta's the world. These guys, when they get close to what their peak can be, you know, it's in, it's in sniffing range, right? You can almost smell like they can't go too much higher than this. Just just hit the button. Hit the button, shop yep. them, put them on the block, see what you can get. If somebody wants to give you 85, 90% of it, do it. Cash out.
0: Well, let's talk about too, uh, real quick on this point where like you're talking about the elite quarterbacks and the quarterbacks in this area. I mean, conjecture season, not that this is conjecture, like there was definitely an injury to Joe Burrow today, right? This oh, is yes. this is a topic that People, absolutely fits right stopped. now. People's, people's hearts heart stopped. stopped yes. Now, to your point here, I think Joe Burrow owners, I have not seen any of this yet, and Mike, maybe you have in your leagues. But what to the point you're making about how the elite ones don't tend to get sold light once they've been proven, right. I haven't seen a single Joe Burrow trade yet because there's not there's not enough news. There's not enough to say what's going on. Everybody's very fearful and, and praying that it's not if for their Joe Burrow shares and Achilles. Right?
1: They don't want I, that I to be the case. Think- I think out of like 35, 36 leagues, I didn't even see him get put on the block. You know what I mean? Like, no. overreaction season, the minute Mikel Hardman catches a long touchdown in training camp, right? And there's a tweet about him. Mikel Hardman's on the block at least in like seven weeks that I'm in. Joe Burrow goes down, different story. Nobody even, even well, tries.
0: Because right now, right, th- there's there's too many outcomes and scenarios, right? there's yeah. Immediately after Taylor's talking about, you know, there's it's a calf issue, we, we don't know it People are totally speculating all across the board. Is it a grade one, two, or three? We don't even know for sure if it's a calf. It's just what they said. I mean, nobody knows enough. So that's why you're not seeing that. Now, I'm just going to give scenarios. This is not, as a Browns fan, I want to make sure people don't twist this. I'm not wishing anything on the guy. I'm just using hypotheticals here. If Joe Burrow has an injury that he's sustained there and it's going to keep him out for the season, all of a sudden now, the point you're talking about, where those deals never existed before, people are going to obviously try to move Joe Burrow into the elite top eight range right. when that doesn't come. This might be a time where if you have a guy like a Stroud or a Richardson or a young, and you're not really locked into competing, you see what it see what we can do at that table, right? That, that those are unfortunate because of injuries, but there's going to be moves like that that happen all the time. Uh, Joe Burrow is just one right now we can talk about. But, yeah, as far as the 80 to 85 cent, I know that's a different conversation we can continue to get into. But I just wanted to make sure we touched that point because it was a – I'm not going to call that conjecture because there was certainly an injury that we saw on film, but we don't really know the extent of it. And what people do with their Joe Burrow shares are in limbo until we know the extent of that injury.
1: <laughs> I, love that. I love that you – I love that you talked about Joe Burrow. Like, I'm over here knocking on my desk on wood. Like, please, nothing bad happened to him. Nothing. Uh, Yeah, I have my fair share of Joe Burrow. (laughs) But it's just ironic that you're talking about it because one of the greatest trades that I've ever made in my dynasty leagues has been involving Joe Burrow and an injury. You remember his rookie year where he tore his ACL. Mid-season, Joe Burrow was on fire, tore his ACL. There were people who had him that were, you know, riding them as you know QB1. If not, they're their super flex quarterback, no question about it. One of the best trades I ever made was I was willing to sell, I was willing, willing to sell Joe Burrow, right? Willing to sell Joe Burrow when he was at his highest before he got injured, right? Before he tore his ACL to get another quarterback that was injured in Dak Prescott, who was also playing at an elite level at that time, but had just gotten hurt, right? Just went down. Team in the league goes, oh, man, just lost my QB1. Well, Mike's got this Joe Burrow guy that's playing really, really well. He's right? <laughs> the number one rookie pick, whatever the case may be. He, he's playing really, really well. Maybe he'll trade him. I trade him Joe Burrow. I take his injured quarterback, Dak Prescott, back, and I get his first the following year. And then what happens? Joe Burrow tears his ACL. We're both left with quarterbacks that are injured, but what did I have to fall back on? The first the following year, right? <laughs> All Dak Prescott had to be even the following years, even remotely close to Joe Burrow in 2021, and I broke even. And I had that free first just laying around. So that's just a good example of of kind of being heady about it. About uh, not even in season, you know, like taking advantage of contenders and that kind of thing, but just an example of you know, if people are valuing Anthony Richardson or, you know, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, like where keep trade cut says they are move on like down tier from them down tier from them like go to a kirk cousins he ain't sexy but could you trade cj stroud and get a kirk cousins and, and maybe a first back at him, and kind of just be in the same scenario this year and actually you might even be better points per game with kirk yeah. cousins than you would be a cj stroud
0: right yeah i mean you you definitely could be um i don't i think that one's probably like lead dependent and, and scenario dependent but if you could get it done i i can totally see a scenario if you're more of a team ready to contend. You you get to have your cake and eat it too. Obviously, the reason people don't make trades like that often is cuz they're very afraid that oh, what if I end up missing and you know, right. CJ Stroud ends up being awesome. Well, or your Bryce Young, whichever one you decide. But mm-hmm. you you're kind of forgoing that with the idea of and now I have a liquid first to play around with and have um if CJ Stroud or Bryce Young isn't doing anything right, or if if Kirk Cousins has a good year, you could win in points per game and have a first to play with, and also have injury protection if something happens somewhere else on your team. So, um, yeah, I would definitely be willing to make a move like that. But I will say those are those are a little harder to find. Sometimes it just depends on your league mates. I would I would say typically, you know.
1: Well, let's talk about some wide receivers too, because there's going to be one that you you have absolutely loved, and we've gone back and forth with this guy for. You know, better part of a year now. Oh, no. <laughs> Garrett Wilson has moved up with Aaron Rodgers in town. The highlight catch, you know, we were talking about training cam news, also, you know, made it here within mm-hmm. the news cycle within the last week. That was a pretty awesome catch. Not going to lie. i give him his props. But he is, keep trade cuts, dynasty wide receiver three right now, Adam. Three. Three. There's only two guys above him. And they're they're above them, right? Jason Jefferson. That's it. Three, Adam. If you're a Garrett Wilson manager right now, this is what I, I this a point I wanted to make about about guys at their peak, which I don't know if they really deserve it or not. But he's at his peak or real close to his peak. Garrett Wilson, prime sell candidate for you right now.
0: I would say this. I, he he is someone I liked. I. Am willing and looking to sell, but I'll, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't. My shares of him, I've, I've put on the block. I've tried to find deals. I've made offers with them. I I feel like that one's a fugazi. Like I don't ever get someone really paying that Garrett Wilson wide receiver three price. I'm not going to say you can't in your leagues. You know, everyone listening, to dynasty, the Genets, Why couldn't you try it? I'm I'm always always looking to because at that point, I mean, you talk about he may not have reached his peak. How how is he not? <clears throat> unless you believe he is he is Chase and Jefferson reincarnated, which I can tell you he's not, just look at his rookie season. I mean, look what Chase and Jefferson did in their rookie season, right? So already right now, he's not. If you want to bet on him being those guys, he's wide receiver three. But even then, it's probably his peak. Is he going to pass them? Like, even if he becomes in the conversation, is he going to pass them? I strongly doubt it. So... um he, he's a prime sell candidate for me. I just don't think that I've I've not been able. Let me say it this way: I'm like I've not been able to actualize anywhere near wide receiver three prices on my shares. So for Could what you, it's worth,
1: is is it because to Like I generally think wouldn't tear down right. I always go back to to wide receiver <laughs> and a first right. If I say Devonte Smith and a first, that'd be a smash for you, right? It's easy, no question about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I would I would take a you know Devonte Smith and a first for Garrett Wilson right now just. Get off of DK. It for that. DK, um, okay. Lineup leagues, I don't think I would take that one, but I can understand wow. it. Yeah. Well, okay. Let me let me let me rephrase. I, if, I, I would like to kind of uh, have a better idea of what the first looks like, what the team looks like. Who am I betting against? If it's okay. not, if it's someone that's really good in a lineup like start nine, start ten league. It's. I'll say why it's not that I Mike. It's not that I um don't like the value or wouldn't be able to make a deal. Wouldn't be willing to make a deal like that. I know right now I don't need to make that deal right now because I could, that, that deal will be available for me all the way until the season good starts. Point. Good point. Yeah, so good so point. That, that that's why I'm not making that deal just off the rip right now. It's it's If that first has a decent chance to be late and someone's offering me DK and a first for Garrett Wilson, it's not that I don't take it right now. It's just that I, I know Garrett Wilson can trade for higher than that, and I feel like I'm kind of shortchanging myself on the Garrett Wilson current craziness.
1: What about uh, his fellow rookie wide receiver, Drizzy, Drake London?
0: Mm, I'll say I probably wouldn't do that one just because uh, I, I'm still a little bit worried about Drake London's current situation. I, I like Drake okay. London quite a bit, but if I'm looking at a team where Garrett Wilson's my one or two, hopefully my two, but whatever, he, he's in that scenario where he, he's going to be someone that I think could be a points-per-game difference maker with Rogers like I still struggle to really know what London's role is going to be this year. So again, not that I wouldn't do it, it's just t- like right now, right this moment I don't think I need to make that deal.
1: Okay. Let's uh let me let me talk about the other one I think too is a lot of people, you know, that the the player in the first is such an easy thing to talk about, right? Like the mm. range is is pretty good and and I understand your you're exactly what you're saying. Like I got a big list of wide receivers if you told me I could trade my Garrett Wilson to get this wide receiver in the first. It's a pretty big list for me. Sure. It is. But let's talk about something that's a little bit more crusty that people are more uncomfortable to do, and it's something that I think could get done more often. It's shoot a little bit higher, but ask for a second, not a first. Like uh, People are very hesitant. And there's credit to the dynasty community, right? There's a lot more smart people paying attention. People are a lot more hesitant to include their first. It's you remember a couple years ago we were throwing those things around like nothing, like I don't care, I'll throw it in. It's it's May, but I'm building this super team here. Have my first. And we've kind of realized that backfires and and kicks you in the teeth, doesn't it? Right. Me last year buying Antonio Gibson everywhere in June and July for uh, a a 23 first. Horrible move. Never do it again. Right. That's what we learned. So people are more hesitant. But seconds, on the other hand, people toss them in a lot, a lot easier. Right. It's just a second. I don't care. So what if it was like Amon Ra in a second for your Garrett Wilson?
0: Um, I think this is going to be, for me, going to be a lineup and best ball thing. Realistically, lineup start nine, is still going to be a stud. Um, but for, I'll just say it this way. In a lineup start nine or a lineup start 10 type league, I, I think you could definitely make a very good case for the Aminorah side. It's just not points per game. I, I don't even know. I don't, I'm don't. i not even certain that Garrett Wilson's going to beat Aminorah St. Brown in points per game. So l- let's use the scenario mm-hmm. of Aminorah is better in points per game this year than Garrett Wilson mm-hmm. is. And you net the second. All right, cool. But... The difference there is Garrett Wilson even then might trade for something significantly more in in lineup start nine. Not the, not that the second's not valuable, but it's not needle moving. So um that, that probably isn't one in a lineup shallow league, I'd make, but in best ball type leagues or, or deeper starting lineups, I think that's the type of move that people are gonna scratch their head at when they see it go through. And I'm gonna be like good. I like I like when people think I've made a deal that doesn't make any sense. So I think that one to me is going to be a little more league dependent, Mike. But in a lot of the leagues you and I play in, best ball leagues, deep lineup leagues, I, I'm I'm taking the almond round a second side.
1: Okay, I'm pretty in with a lot of these guys for a second. I mean, CD Lamb in a second's easy. <clears> well,
0: CD Lamb, I would take ahead of Garrett Wilson anyway. So if you told me I'm getting uh, a second on top of it, of course, no question. DJ Brown.
1: AJ Brown?
0: Yeah, I would take AJ Brown in a second as well. Although I think there are people that are kind of a little crazy on that. They, they, they are worried about his injuries and he's getting older. I'm mm-hmm. perfectly fine taking AJ Brown in a second there.
1: It's funny that we think like it. it is like a brain tease, right? I had to do a double check too because it feels like AJ Brown is 28 years old, doesn't it? Right. 26. Man. I know. I know. <laughs> he's 26 I know. years old. Uh, but he's got the Jaylen, knee issues, Mike. He's, he's, he's getting older. Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle in a second. We're both not Waddle guys, but I would still do that. Would you? I, I would because there's still mm. this fever around Jalen Waddle. Still is. So all those exactly what you're talking about. Like I think Garrett Wilson trades for more. People are very fervish on on Jalen Waddle as well. So I'll just take the second on top and move on with myself.
0: Yeah. Um mm, That that one You'd probably have to catch me on the day. I think I think it's close, man. I just because it's not that the second isn't valuable there, but like I, I want to add the second. Again, this would be lineup and best ball dependent, right? So in lineup, short, shallower leagues, not that the second isn't there, but when I'm talking about players this high in value, it feels like I don't know if I want to do it just for the second. But most cases of the, team, the leagues that I play in, we're talking lineup and it's start 11 or more and it's best ball. I'm def- I would take Waddle in a second there. I would hate to do it because I'm not a Waddle guy, but I know there's some process I'd have to, you know.
1: Okay. Okay, I, I also get a lot what you said, and and it's not Garrett Wilson, but I just want to point out, um, what about like a Jackson Smith and Jigba, right? Garrett Wilson's teammate, who he says even better than he is. Yeah, JSN is up there pretty. For J- a, second, a second, I okay. wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it,
0: just because I think J S N has very big value insulation. I've talked about this before. I'm going to speak Excellent. on it a little bit here, right? I think because he's. So, such a highly sought after recruit. Um, he did get not quite as great a draft capital as people want, but he got very high draft capital. Um, I think he's going to be afforded a little more of leeway if he doesn't smash in his rookie season, right? So, I think even if he has just a, he checks some of the boxes, you know, that don't even equate to points per game. I think he'll stay in the range of right now he's wide receiver 11 on keep trade cut. I think he'll stay in the top 15 ish, you know, stay right around that London type thing of last year.
1: <laughs> that That's the one I was going to point out too, right? Drake London this time last year, dynasty wide receiver 12 this time this year, even after a subpar rookie season, right? right. And then, uncertain situation A you know, run first offense a run first a weirdo in Arthur Smith who like just wants to go old school apparently and a quarterback that we have a ton of question marks about Drake London with all those concerns and that's wide but, receiver 13
0: but 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 think about this though right i i do believe he has the Drake London value insulation type idea I'm with you. but let's let's think about Garrett Wilson Garrett Wilson came on strong towards the end and had some big games even though his points per game weren't great he had some very big moments that showed people and got people to the point where they're at now where it's like, yeah. oh, man, this could be the next big thing. So, Mike, there's a scenario where with, with Rodgers coming over, like he may not be the top five points per game, but I think there's a real scenario he's inside the top ten. And if he's that in points per game, Garrett Wilson – is going to be so different from what JSN stays in value insulation and just go back to how I said with Drake London. Like I don't even know if I'm taking Drake London in a late first, right? So that that's my thing. Is like I think the ceiling for Garrett Wilson on top of where his value is. I'm not getting enough, nearly enough back with JSN if I'm just taking a second.
1: I get you. I get you. This is where we differ, man. And this is the. Uh, I just want the audience to know this is the Ohio State love, right? This is what I've been fighting for year and a half of this i'm just kidding i'm just kidding with you buddy but so let's talk about let's talk
0: about the one that i know you want to talk about don't you've been playing core with me the whole time here mike chris Olave. chris Olave. let's talk about it so are you still mike today taking chris Olave ahead of garrett wilson
1: uh no 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 okay i will i will admit to you no i will take garrett wilson before i will take chris Olave for a lot of the reasons that you talked about um the market likes him more. Now, this isn't me conceding the fact that I think there's a very real scenario. Chris Olave outscores Garrett Wilson this year. Like, that could very well happen. And sure, by the end of, end of the year, you could see a flip in, in those two and how they're valued. Like, Chris Olave could be the one who's pushing Chase or Jefferson. Like, that's a scenario that could happen. I don't think so. Um, but the way it is right now with, with how feverish people are for Garrett Wilson with the Aaron Rodgers thing over there. Completely understand. I will take Garrett Wilson before I will take Chris Olave, but I'm just if if, I get you. Of all, if if this was one of those scenarios we play these hypotheticals that we never actually do. Like I will never play in this, league, but I had to draft a team today and I could not trade them, right? <laughs> we do this. Could not trade them. There was no market. There's we don't play the value game. I couldn't trade don't these do guys. Don't do this. I'm just don't saying if I, if I if I had to, I'd put my money on Garrett, on uh, Chris Olave over Garrett Wilson, personally. But it's never going to happen. It's why not a real thing. Why do you do I this? Don't. Why do you do this? Listen, well,
0: Dynasty Giants. I I do ask myself. This is weekly. Sometimes it's daily because I you know would do three days in a row. with Why? Why is McNutted the way that he is? And there there's never an answer that I get yeah. that's a good one for it. But. So then you've already got to the point because this is why I say why do you why are you the way that you are Cause the so what you're telling me is and I want to make sure this is clear because you're in a bunch of leagues with people that listen all right mm-hmm. you will take any league any format any whatever to, r- regardless of the situation if someone sends their Chris Olave in any second you're gonna take uh, uh you're gonna take that side over Garrett Wilson
1: yeah yeah I would I would there uh, it is I'll dynasty right
0: any second. And Chris Olave hey, will get you, Garrett hey, Wilson. Hey, from Mike. you
1: know me, man. I don't. I don't bullshit. If I say it, I mean it. Like I'm not telling you to go. You know, buy player X if I don't actually, you know, have any shares of player X. You know what I mean? Like sure. I'm, I would do it. So, uh, Ceedee Lamb. That's a layup. AJ Brown's a layup. Waddle. Amon-Ra. Chris Olave. Devontae Smith. Tyreek Hill. I'm in on. I think I'm in on JSN in a second, though I think JSN is a little bit overvalued. I do. Here, um, can, can I give Tee you? Higgins, right, Tee Higgins ahead. in a second, Drake London in a second, DK Metcalf in a second, Stephon Diggs in a second, Cooper Cup in a second, Devontae Adams in a second, and after that we get into I need a first territory.
0: All right, so so I, I'm going to speak to this and not as generic as you went through it there because for me it's it's much more dependent when we're especially when we're talking about a lineup league. Best ball league is totally okay. different c- scenario. But I just want to walk through that list you gave to me right there, right, and go through the top to bottom. CeeDee <clears throat> Lamb and A.J. Brown, for me, Mike, you could argue are as valuable or more valuable right off the face. So you give me a second for those guys, it's done. Basically, from this point forward, or this point backward, if, if we're going down the list, right, it's going to depend on what it looks like this year. Because here's the scenario for me where I have a hard time with just a second in a lot of these lineup leagues. The ones that I'll tend to do that for if, I, if it's going to happen, would be I'm going to pivot off of my Garrett Wilson and get older and net, a, net an asset, but I think there's a, there's a much more realistic chance that there's a points-per-game eliteness in there. So when we get to – and I've seen, Mike, for Garrett Wilson, sometimes it, maybe, maybe it's not a second. Maybe you get back a player or something higher in mm-hmm. value than a second, I think, a lot of times. But if you're going to give me – I know this is risky for people and they don't like to do this because they want to play in comfort and they don't want to play in – risk it, but you, you start going to the digs, the Tyree kills, um, Adams is a little more shaky for me, but even there, like cup and Adams, if you give me personally a second there, I I don't know, it would depend on the situation, but I'd be more willing to in a scenario like those guys lose my dynasty value and age. If I'm getting back an asset that I care about in a league and go to that age. Now, what I'm not going to do is just go from a second from a guy like Garrett Wilson. I'm not going to necessarily talk about Waddle and Alave because I think that's player. For me, that's just my my opinion on the player. For a lot of people, like Alave and Amin Ra might be just in line with them. But when we get more so to, let's call it, JSN especially here, Mike, when you're talking about this, T. Higgins, as much as I love him, I'm not going to take it for the second because I know I'm more locked in with that asset. That asset, T. Higgins, is not sexy. For whatever reason, whatever – I don't understand it, but he's not sexy – Drake London doesn't have the points per game difference making. Uh, JSN very well may not. They could, but right now we don't foresee that necessarily because their role's uncertain and the quarterback is totally uncertain. DK Metcalf, again, that's where I'm not going to do it because I think Wilson can outscore them in points per game and has much more dynasty value, so I can I can just hold that and and get a better, bigger haul later. So, that's where for me, when you go through all those guys, that's how I would differ from it. Not saying that You know, you you don't have your points and reasons. Just that—that's how I view it, and the reasons I view it that way.
1: I get you. I get you. One of the cool things, man, while you're talking too, because I was just curious. uh, Recent Garrett Wilson trades. Like, what is he actually trading for? And these, uh, if you if you all don't know, we got this uh, a thing on SouthHarmonFF.com. The Sleepier, so uh, league management for all your sleeper leagues. Yep. And uh, they got this. uh, We got this really cool uh, trade finder where it'll go through every single person that you play in a league with and all their leagues. So I could just type in Garrett Wilson and I can pull up every single trade for anybody that I play in a league with that they've made for Garrett Wilson. So this spans across leagues that I'm not even in with them, right? If I'm in a uh, one league with Adam and he's in five others, like it's going to pull those trades too. So uh, the first one that it came up, 7 So just a couple, well, about a week ago now. At the time of this recording, it was Garrett Wilson in a second for Jamison Williams, Jackson Smith, and Jigba in a third. And the crazy thing is I'm looking at it and I I, I do this all the time. I I get hate all the time for my stance on Jamison Williams and where he's at. But if we're going to talk about Garrett Wilson and his market value, I think I also need to talk about Jamison Williams and his market value, how he still trades for quite a bit, right? How he's still... He's still up there, and people still really like Jameis Williams. So I'm looking at it, at him, and I'm going, Garrett Wilson in a second or j J-S-N in a third. And I'm going, I think I might take the J-Mo, J-S-N in the third. I don't know the no. actual league settings. Yeah. Yeah, I think I am. No. I think I am. Yeah, I think I am. Just because if I look at it, like J-S-N in a third is is less than I would take for Garrett Wilson. Not going to lie. That's that's less, okay? Pure less. Uh, but JMO for a second, Adam is much like, shit. I talk about Jamison Williams and his value? I'd much rather have, just because of how the community values Jamison Williams, I'd much rather have JMO than the second. So I think that was the first one that stood out to me. How about this one for you, buddy? Garrett Wilson and Tajay Spears for Travis Kelsey, Tucker Craft, who cares, <laughs> and a 24 first. So basically, Kelsey and a first for uh, Garrett Wilson and and Taj.
0: That that but that that would be the same principle and same idea as kind of I was talking about with Tyree Kill or a Travis. Wins, right? All right, like Travis Kelsey would just insert my my receiver room would have to look good enough and then be like, listen, I'm just going for the win and I get liquid asset because I'm getting rid of the, you know, elite sexiness of Garrett Wilson. So I I could I could much more be on board with a trade like that if I had the had the right receiver room
1: around it. Yeah. All right, uh, DK Metcalf and Jonathan Taylor, or George Pickens and Garrett Wilson. DK and Taylor for Pickens well, and Garrett
0: Wilson. Hmm, that's tough because well, JT over JT over Pickens is such a gigantic difference. Like we have to admit that, and I'm <laughs> it. The thing is, then I'm I I'm I love DK the player. But I'm not sure that uh, was Geno back another year that he's gonna be this um, elite points per game scorer like we've like you and I have been used to in the past, and we still hold out hope for. I still think he's that guy. I just don't think the offense really gives him the situation. And then you got JSN coming into the mix, which further dilutes it a little bit. Um, man, I think I think that one I would consider taking the JT side. Um, because I think he's going to be in for a really big season this year. But it just it feels gross and it feels tough because you know how the running back market's valued, right, Mike? Like, if let's say JT yeah. either deals with another injury or something, you're a lot more at risk on that side. But I, I think yeah. I might do that.
1: All right. Here's a good one, too, that I would actually, uh, Adam, I'll tell you right off the bat I don't think it's enough. And we just had this debate Garrett Wilson in the third or Chris Olave in the second. Well, not the third messes you up? Let, listen, we have preached, and I am fully on board. I don't know the settings of this league, and I'm assuming a lot of people don't play. I mean, best ball is not the predominant thing, right? Lineup is. But wait, hold on. Running, I, I gotta, I got to ask this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Buying running back starts in a lineup league for thirds is a very real thing and something that I fully embraced. I'm okay. not sending you the potential of me having one or two weeks of buying a running back, that third-round pick. Like, I am – I'm holding on to it. It's not just a grease piece. It is actually potential. Now, if this is but the you're swapping a league, second and
0: third, and you you said here that if in the hypothetical that isn't real, but in the hypothetical, you would rather if you had to hold them, take a over Wilson. So you're getting the the swap still here.
1: I'm getting the swap, but I got to give the third back. That's too much, man. I tell no, you, no, no.
0: The swap is this. You you get to go from the receiver. You get the receiver you want, and you get a second instead of a third. You get to trade up.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention?
0: I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
1: Underdog, that's right. Destination Devi is now partnered with Underdog, an incredible opportunity, and you know my affinity. For best ball. How about getting in those contests and taking down some of these big tournaments, getting that best ball money? And right now, if you sign up with promo code 4DChess, you'll get a 100% deposit match up to the first $100. And the best part is Destination Devi Discord will be free to you for a year year you will get access to all the strategy that we will be talking about as far as taking down some of these tournaments and the best ball tools that will come with it what a perfect marriage destination Debbie, 40 chess underdog best ball say less and sign me up now back to the show I want to keep my third two too much pass, <laughs> pass. see I'm going to tell you this much
0: though I get what your point is here but some of the deals i forget was the one oh jameson williams I, it's the same concept for me here mike when i'm looking at a deal of this type of magnitude the player of like jameson williams over the second yes i i hear what you're saying there like i'll take jamo over a random yeah. second but i'm not going to let that difference which for me honestly like I, I want jamo over the second but i know it's a parked asset and i'm worried about him so like it's yeah. not by miles i'm not going to let that little difference that's probably a win there Get me off of the big meat and potatoes of the deal. That That's something that I'm just not doing.
1: I got two more and then we'll bounce out of here because these are actually kind of fun to look at. Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, who we talked about at the start of the show for far too long until it turned into a Garrett Wilson Garrett episode. Wilson, Brees Hall, and what do we got? Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Isaiah Pacheco. Okay. Okay. Being traded for Aaron Jones and Justin Jefferson. i know right you throw jj in there that's like oh hello
0: so you know we talked about with you know don't panic sell breeze hall all this type of stuff i think this is where i'm letting him go
1: because <laughs> you're getting jj <laughs> you're i think this is where uh, and th- th- this <laughs> this
0: isn't a panic sell this is all right all right breeze we had a good time we didn't have a long time we had about six weeks you know but uh I'm going to the the elite wide receiver. Yeah, I'm going to take the J- Jefferson side here, and it's not it's not even about Brees Hall not being like someone I'm still buying. It's about if I can, and Mike, you talked about this at the start, but we went down the list. One thing that's guaranteed for me, if I can pivot from Garrett Wilson and make him close, even if I have to pay something pretty steep like that with Brees Hall's a piece, if it's not a quarterback or Chase, right? <laughs> if I can go from Wilson to Jefferson. And the pieces that that I'm adding to that are not integral parts of what I need to win. They're gone. I'm moving off of Garrett Wilson. I'm getting into the elite tier, which I think is a lot more certain than what Garrett Wilson is.
1: And the last one, the spiciest one, Superflex League, Justin Herbert for Garrett Wilson in a first. Who knew he pulled that kind of weight?
0: Do we have settings on that one? I just, I got to know this.
1: Oh, I might, I might be able to. Uh, let me see if I can find it here.
0: All right, so just to hear, Justin Herbert,
1: Justin Herbert
0: for Justin Garrett Her- Wilson and just a first.
1: Yep, twelve team super flex league. Yeah, mm. yeah just your normal standard settings. Four point passing touchdowns. Oh, okay, four PPR. point passing touchdowns. But full
0: PPR yep. and it's probably like start ten. Four point passing touchdown makes the receivers closer to the quarterbacks, but I'm not doing it. I can't I can't come off of an elite quarterback like Herbert for a receiver and a first. It's just you can't do it. In super flex leagues, I can't do it. Not Sorry, that kind, not, not that high.
1: It, it's not even start ten, start nine. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right. Like I will <clears throat> I will say. I, I will
0: say though, this is one of those where Mike, I would love to look at Warp and just see like, is it one of those where the receivers are just ridiculously high or something like that? Because outside of rare scenarios, I just want to make sure that Dynasty Jr. is here. At this point, it's going to have to be rare scenarios where I'm even where I'm even like contemplating discussing a receiver and a first for an elite quarterback. Like it, <laughs> th- before, like I, I most times I'm not even thinking about a deal like that in a twelve team superflex No way.
1: I'm still learning everything that I possibly can about the sleepier thing. And it it blows my mind the amount of work that JCAP has put into this. Because I click on it, I can find the league. I can look and I can see all the settings. I don't have to go anywhere else. And then he put in this button where it's leads, right? Because he made the trade. He was part of it. JCap was part of this trade where he sent away Garrett Wilson in the first and got Justin Herbert. So when you click on leads, it pulls up JCap because that was the manager I clicked on, and it shows me everywhere that I'm in a league with JCAP where he has Justin Herbert or Garrett Wilson. <laughs> right. Wow. So, right? Wow. so you can you can go to that league immediately and try to make a similar deal. This is crazy next level stuff. I just wanted to plug that real quick. I, I know it's a shameless plug, but this is amazing. I didn't even know that existed until just now I'm learning it live right yeah. now.
0: It, it's a it's a really cool really cool tool. A um, lot, lot of things in Sleepier that you can use to find out about your league mates, player shares. One of the things I like to do there too, Mike, in that is, if I'm trading with a player that, when I say a player, I'm tra- I'm trading with a manager that I don't have a ton of rapport with, or is a newer patron or something like that, and I I can go look and see that there's ten leagues or something like that. Right? You can go to the players and see the player shares. A lot of times, what I've been trying to do and It depends on the person, but so this can work one of two ways. You'll look and see for me, it's cam acres. And you know that I either didn't sell at the window I wanted to. And now I'm just, I'm riding this asset out. Like you probably won't offer me a deal, but there's plenty of people in there too for me, Mike, where because I have a higher uh, percentage of rostership, I'm actually a little more willing to part just for the diversification aspect. Right. And I've, this is, this is an approach I've tried when I'm trading with another portfolio manager and I see, Hey, he's, he's at 40% Amonra. Well, he might love Amonra, but maybe this is an asset that he wants to try to pivot off of and get a little like something in the same range, um, or is willing to trade off of some of those. So I've actually had a couple of the deals that I've gotten to go through just because you can look and see in a portfolio manager, uh, they might actually want to tear not, not, I shouldn't say tear, they might want to actually get off of some of these assets and, and if they can de-risk themselves from having that big of a, a percentage of rostership, they will do so a lot of times. The only time that's not is if it's just like, hey, Amon is their guy. <laughs> it's at 40. It would go to 100 if it could. It's just he won't, He can't do it. You know, there's there's fanboy stuff like that. But a lot of times for, for, for portfolio people, they play in a process and they're willing to get off of people that they have very high per, uh, percentages off of. So there's little tools like that or little things like with that tool where you can totally – I think play um, little edges like that against your league mates you're, you're trading with.
1: Yeah, full discretion for me. Uh, I had to look it up just to see how much Garrett Wilson I still had because I hadn't moved a fair show. And you're talking from a portfolio standpoint. Uh, I own two, Adam, and one of them's in a league we co managed So that one probably ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Well, I was going <laughs> to
0: say, I mean, well, everyone heard you. I mean, you're moving them for all these receivers in a second. I'm surprised you have one left that isn't our co managed one.
1: I got one more. We'll see if I, we move that one or not. How, or how quick
0: does, does it go before uh, before the season starts?
1: I doubt it. I doubt it.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you were saying you're yeah, going to move
1: just, it. Well, just because of what you were talking about, too. with like a You don't want to sell team. off. Yeah. You, you, you know, I'm like, what if I'm an idiot? You know, it's very likely I'm an idiot. We talked about <laughs> all the risky outcomes of Anthony Richardson and all these other guys. There's a likely scenario. I'm dumb. <laughs> I'm dumb as can be. And uh, I'm missing out on the next Justin Jefferson or Jamar <laughs> Chase. Like
0: well, it could be. You know, and and this is one of the things I've, uh, as I started to get into a portfolio, talked about at times with you. I know we had uh, discussions, pushback and stuff. But one of the things I really wish I would have done um, earlier was a little more diversification. Because if I would have done this in the 2021 season and not been so either in or out on a player and selling all and buying all, like I, I look today. And I was actually shocked. I knew it was going to be low, zero Joe Burrow, zero, none, none, wow. and, I, and guess why? I sold all. I sold a lot for very good prices. Now, in the twenty twenty one season, it looked good because there, there was a deep quarterback room, right? And then twenty twenty two came around, and that wasn't the case. And Mike, this this this, this time now, <laughs> Joe Burrow and a lot of these startups I've done recently in auction is going for damn near what Mahomes is going for. So I just pay the extra to go to Mahomes. Or in, in in a in a snake draft, I just don't end up getting the one oh three or the one oh four. Right. So it's not like I don't want to have Joe Burrow. I wanna make sure people don't want it, but you I don't now. I don't have it because of what I've how I traded and the way that I have my roster ship now. It's one of those assets, Mike. I'm just telling you this, because I had zero, this is gonna sound shitty, but if there's anything going on that we, we have official timelines and Joe Burrow is even a little attainable, I'm gonna be a lot more aggressive just trying to get my my percentages up a little bit on him.
1: Yeah, when I look at it too, like I think it's just the amount of leagues we play in and and the diversi- diversification has just come naturally. Like I haven't made it a conscious effort to do it, but uh like my most owned players are guys that are fringe even mattering. You know what I mean? Like well, I'm not overweight on those stuff, those like a those guys Those
0: guys that let's call it after the round fifteen in a startup that there's right. really not much cost at all. Like it's it's below a second in value. I'm, no, I'm, like I I'm, all, uh, I'll, I'll I go to hundred percent roster ship. I'll go to hundred <laughs> percent roster ship. Who cares?
1: Like I got eleven Darius Davis, Chargers receiver. I guarantee they're probably all in best ball leagues. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so like, man, right? Maybe he catches a long touchdown once. Right? Who maybe there
0: is a couple injuries uh, before in in the you know training camp or before the season starts or in week one or something. Right. Otherwise, you are going to shed all those. Right? Like that's the whole point of the what you are talking about.
1: The only two that are like concerning, but when I look at the numbers, you know twenty eight point six percent on Mac Jones. Well, what did I pay to get Mac Jones? You know what I mean. Like and I've I constantly gotta defend this, you know, twenty five percent Trey Lance. At this point, like, what what do you do, right? I just buy more. <laughs> if it costs a mid to late second, fine. Here you go. Or uh, Zach Wilson's one of those guys too. You, you see me out here setting Tucker Craft for, for Zach Wilson. I'm like, well the worst case scenario they both don't matter <laughs> they're both just worthless who cares so like it's those guys but i think the diversification has just come naturally the first like big time impact player which which i probably dodged a bullet was 25 percent of saquon barkley and then the you know the re and on the contract and you go whoo those nine shares that i had that could have been bad right that could have been a kick right in the teeth if, if that had gone south so I still I still play on the edge. <laughs> I still play on the edge. I haven't learned my lesson hard enough like we did uh what was that twenty 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 one? Yeah. Travis Etienne, JK Dobbins, Cam Akers all going down. And I think you and I and I don't know what we were playing in, twelve, fifteen leagues at the time. Right. We had, you know. 50 60 exposure and if i didn't have them you had them so we both felt it at the one side.
0: of us was getting hit yeah i mean like i have um so acres ty chandler and will mallory are my my i have 11 of them in 30 so that's like 37 percent, right so right. acres for me on a lot of these teams in best ball especially like we talked about in best ball roster construction i don't want to really get outside of the top 40 running backs anyway and i never really been g- given offers since the achilles tear that are worth me getting off of him at any point, frankly. And then those guys like Ty Chandler, Will Mallory. uh, Will Mallory, Mike's probably going to be a guy that I end up shedding, like all of them, in best ball. But right now, I'm still holding out a little bit of hope. Let's call it what it is. I I didn't pay much for him. Ty Chandler, again, is a speculative play that he's not going to get a ton of weeks to show me something, Mike. He'll go, uh, frankly. I have Albert O. I think Albert O is a tight end that fits my build in a lot of the two tight end. One tight end, he still probably is there as long as I have cut down my tight ends enough. Um, I'm looking at, you know, like Rashad Bateman worries me, uh, George Pickens. I have a quite, quite a bit of George Pickens, a guy I, I literally will tell you right now, I have gotten, I've cooled on George Pickens quite a bit, but then Mike, I get into these auction startups and he's going for two, 2.3% budget. And I'm like, no, I'm not letting you let this happen. So I went from looking to get off of him to not getting off any, and now I picked up like three more. So, whatever, fine. I mean, at the prices I'm paying, though, for George Pickens, in best ball, I'll happily take him at 2% budget because yeah, you want to have running or wide receivers in that range, right? So, it's all cost-dependent, you know?
1: I didn't tell you my new nickname for George Pickens. What do you got? I call, him, I, I call him Icy Hot. I like that. Because I have no idea what his value is. Some leagues I see him going for like mid to early first. And people trade the farm for them, and they love George Pickens. In other leagues, like the ones I have them, nobody gives me shit for them. <laughs> or you talked about we do those auction startups, and I'm like, well, I've seen them go for like ridiculous prices other places. Why is nobody paying it here? Like, I guess I'm getting more George Pickens. So George Pickens, I'm coining the phrase. He's icy hot.
0: I like that. Um, I I think it's icy hot too because his that's kind of what his. uh Game logs have looked like, you know, pretty pretty <laughs> icy hot. You know, uh, you don't know if you're getting the heater, heat or the or the tingle, the cool, but it's one or the other so far. You, you're um, getting something, you're, <laughs> you're but getting something. you're getting one of the feelings, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I mean that that's like the portfolio thing for me, where I I, I just use that sleepier, obviously, to track my own, and then um, I think it's actually a little little useful when you don't have a bunch of rapport with someone and you're looking to get a deal done with them. Um, you could take a look at stuff like that and maybe pry off of, uh, you know, the portfolio mindset that they have. If they have a bunch of, bunch of leagues, a bunch of shares of players, so just something to keep in mind. But yeah, that 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 tool is really cool. I think though, as a whole, um, we kind of went down totally bunch of different paths here. It was it was a fun discussion. I think I, I, what you can tell Dynasty Degenerates, if you stuck with us this far, is the juices are here, man. We are ready for football to take place, and we're also cautiously telling you to be careful. How emotionally you get right now and buying into the hype cycles. Be careful not to send too much liquid assets in just wanting football to be back on an asset, a player that's peaking in value based on stuff that's happening in training camp um, and, and vice versa. So I think that's really it. Uh, Mike, is there anything else we, we want to talk about before we get up out of here?
1: No, I'm just thinking about how many player names we mentioned in this and trade discussion. I know, like, Scott Connor's listening to it right now just with that Arthur fist, right, because player player analysis. The
0: the whole time – every time Mike opened his mouth when starting with, like, Garrett Wilson, from that point on, any player discussion, I I can see Scott because I've been doing a lot of recording with him lately um, just screaming in the car, Arthur fist, something, uh, very upset. Uh, we've been doing a lot of recording speaking of which uh, you can right now when you're listening to this if you're interested in warp uh, Dynasty Mind Warp has uh, just dropped you'll see it it's actually available August 1st but if you want to get it and you are you know a true Dynasty Degenerate if you're into the warp tool you can almost get Dynasty Mind Warp for free if you're willing to purchase the year package with um, the warp tool so uh, go take a look at that if that's of, of interest to you Scott and I put a ton of work into that series it's over 20 episodes, it's over 20 hours. It is a lot of content to consume, and it's deep-dive in league formats, warp, discussing warp, and how we want to weaponize and utilize it. So, um, yeah, while he's while he's making the Arthur fist at Mike, I'll, I'll plug Dynasty Minor before we get out of here.
1: I love it. I promise you, Scott, I'm sorry. Uh, it just it just slipped out. But we will do an episode where we, we do meet your criteria. We can do a full hour and not mention a single player's name. <laughs> Hopefully there was enough... Strategy, a player agnostic. I like that. Yeah, right. Player agnostic with uh with process plays and, and not so much. I think this guy's good. I think this guy's bad. Everything that that I understand, Scott dislikes, and I I dislike to an extent. But there's part of me, part of me, the evil part of me, that still won't let go of Chris Alave. That I just got to tout him every single episode. <laughs> I got to got to throw that out there. That's all I got, buddy. This was uh this was a good one. We kind of started and we went on con. 50 different paths but hopefully you got some takeaways from it dynasty generates and uh go out there just remember don't panic on uh breeze hall right don't please don't please don't i don't want to i don't want to have to uh rip somebody on the dynasty trade show because somebody sold for you know two seconds or something like that like just just chill just a little bit like it's already done ain't nothing you can do about it now you're not gonna save yourself by uh selling low.
0: Speaking of not saving yourself, if you have panic sold on Brees Hall, make sure you you give Mike and I that trade so we can rip you on the Dynasty Trade Show. (laughs) And just remember when your league mates are playing chess, play 40
1: chess. That'll do it. We'll see you back here same time, same place next week. Peace. Peace.